I just thought you cared about my I don't my have life I, and my journey. I don't have eyes in the back of my head for when I'm recording this podcast. Yes, but you come room. in and you look forward before you turn to come to the desk. Yes, but I don't look forward and to the right. Guys, he has these giant <sighs> They're not. They have to be like 100 pounds. They are not 100 pounds. The fact <laughs> that he is like bench pressing this shit behind closed doors, I'm so impressed. Oh, well, and thank I'm, you. I'm so like attracted to you. Okay, well, we don't need that. <laughs> that would but complicate like, the show. It's just like, are they like heavy? Like, how, I mean, does it hurt? What? I don't <laughs> understand the question. They are weights that people use. I go on Peloton. They say if you need a heavy weight, a medium weight, or a light weight, I have heavies, mediums, and lights. One time, oh uh, god, <laughs> I was doing a scene uh, in musical scene study class okay. from the musical Baby, and okay. uh, my role was that of a gym teacher. And I was arguing with my wife, who I was trying to get pregnant. Wife, yeah, the wife. It's uh, the whole musical is about like uh, babies, okay. um, and, and like my <laughs> scene was about how uh, it was a guy there and his wife. They're both gym teachers. Okay, they, they couldn't get pregnant. Yes, and uh, it was like an argument scene. Okay, and I was really good in it. All right, are we getting it's, to the near? Okay, end of the yes, story? hold on, but then. <laughs> And, and so, like, we're fighting and everything. Yes. And to, like, let out my aggression, I was like, oh, what, I, what can I do in this scene? And so I was like, I can, like, start lifting weights. Yeah. Well, the only weights that me and my scene partner, Megan, had were hers, because I didn't have weights. Right. And she was a girl, and so she had, like, three pounders. Right. And so, and so it was, like, this big fight scene. Yeah. And then, like, in this one part after the fight, I, like, grab these weights, these, like, three-pound weights, and start, like, working out. And everyone laughed. <laughs> I mean, I was wondering like, it was supposed to be a comedic moment. It wasn't. Oh, wow. And I was like, why are they laughing? <laughs> Great. I don't know if it was worth all of I that. I was acting. <laughs> I know, but, but I, I was acting my face off. What, I just want to. Was the know. story worth the length that it took? <laughs> I don't know. Well, look, <laughs> apparently there's no news this week, so it this really is what isn't. we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And it's been another week. It has. And apparently, according to Matt Palmer, it's a very light news it week. It is a very light news week, but... but it's okay. Yes, and I, but I mean, in the positive news, this time next week, I will be two weeks out for my second vaccination. Oh, so you aren't even showing up to record the I podcast. I know, I will be out. You, you will be out and about, and I will, I will have to figure out this the mechanics of this yes, podcast. I'm excited to see myself. how it turns out. It's going to sound like garbage. <laughs> It'll sound great. I'm going to be recording on my Mac. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's rough before when you did it uh, when you were in Jersey we were here. It didn't sound awful. Did not sound awful. Didn't sound it didn't awful. Sound great. No. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Matt Palmer, what did you do this week? Oh my god, great question. What did I do this week? Well, I, I watched a show that I will talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um I um yeah, I don't know that I have any sort of news of any I oh I got on TikTok. Oh, you I got on TikTok. Did my first couple of TikTok I guess that's what they're called TikTok yeah. videos That's what I was going to say I think the duet singing Is very fun Cool I think that is a fun thing And I put up I posted this thing Of uh, last week I made a demo For Kelly Clarkson Back in like 2009 Just for fun And I posted it And people seemed to like it So I just put it on TikTok With like images of Kelly While the song was playing In the background And people seemed to like it So I was like yes that's well, awesome. I think that's a good first TikTok thing. And then I sang with this guy who sounds good, and I sang with him. And I think of all of the TikTok things, the duet feature is what I like. It's like, oh, it's like I'm, you get to sing along with people. I mean, of course it is. We love like, that. I'm, well, I'm going to have to follow you on TikTok. I know. I have a TikTok. Oh, do I follow you? I don't think so. Oh, well, let me follow I you I literally now. have posted four things on TikTok hey. in the year that I've had it. 
It's at It's Matt Steele, people. All right, go. If you want to follow us on TikTok, go to at It's Matt Steele and at Matt Palmer Music and tell us what we should be posting on TikTok because I don't know what to do. Oh, my brother has been like hardcore pressuring me to do mm. like characters on TikTok. Oh, you should. Like very like Doomsday Diaries. And, and I have like a little idea for a thing. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it'll be fun. I feel like post Doomsday Diaries, you've like very much turned away from like that. Oh, I'm going to be posting constantly and like different characters. Like maybe you just like had your fill that year. It, but like, it's, it's exhausting. Oh yeah. It's exhausting because like the costuming involved and everything. And, and it's really fun, but yeah, people it, like it's just it. very exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that. also like after the Doomsday Diaries, like charactery videos, like kind of weren't a big thing on YouTube mm, anymore. Yeah. Um, like let's create a character and stuff like they're kind of making their way back a little. Yeah. Now. Cause of like the Instagram and the, you know, mm-hmm. shorter form video. Yeah. And, and just like, a, Oh, here's my one minute video of like different things that like a math teacher says, right. You know, people love that. Um, so, so maybe I'll, I'll do some stuff. Oh wait. Um, oh wait, I think I do follow you. Oh, thank you. Great, I appreciate I, it. I'll follow you back. I think you do. That's beautiful. Great, oh, great. Hey, We've already I done know. It, problem guys. solved. <laughs> so you guys have to follow us because we're gonna be TikTok superstars. Mm. <laughs> what even is that? Like, can you monetize that? I guess you can. Those big ones, they make money on ads and stuff, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. And one of them's getting a show, like the Demelios or something. Okay. Okay. That's cool. What did you do this week? <laughs> well, this week I didn't do super much. Yeah. I saw Brian and Blythe. Oh, how are they? They're great. I saw our friends Brian and Bri- Ooh, Brian. Brian and Blythe. Brian and Blythe. <laughs> yes. Um, they were our old roommates. Yes. We all lived in, you know, a big house. Yeah. I think when we, back when we started Two Gay Mats. Long time ago. And, and they're both married. They're, well, they're married know, to one another. To, to each other. <laughs> yes. They're married to each other. Yes. Um, that's why. And so they, you know, they live together. And I, I haven't seen them in like a year. Wow. A little over a year since their Christmas party of 2019. I think that's when I saw them last too. Yeah, and so it was, no, you saw them, they came Oh, they did, they to, dropped off a Christmas. But I wasn't like, here for yes, that. Yes, a Christmas because, cake. I, but I had to see them because I had to give them a Devo's poster. Oh, how are they doing? They're doing great. I got Blythe made some biscuits that day. Oh, she that's gave so me some nice. biscuits, they were delicious. Got to catch up with them, got to see them. I love so it. So that was really nice. I also got some very exciting news okay. on Thursday. Yes. I got a text message yes. from the whatever place that does my vaccines. Yes. And... I was supposed to be vaccinated. Get, I was supposed to get my second vaccine shot on the 25th. I'm now getting it the 24th. Wow, that I know. is exciting. Bumped up a day. <laughs> That's and, amazing. And it's it's. I was just so emotional about it because it's like, Why? imagine God giving you an extra day of life. I don't think that's what I call this. <laughs> well, but it's just, it's just like, oh my God, this is like an extra day. I, I but will you'll be, be free. free. Free to be a, a day hoe. earlier. Free to be a hoe. I, I guess that's what I'm going to do. I think that's that. And so... I'm just like, wow, that's really exciting. Well, that's so cool. Wednesday, I'm getting my second shot. Oh, my it's gosh. Gonna be, it's going to be. I love. I think amazing. we're going to be such a vaccinated household. I love that for us. I know. It's so great. Um, yeah, I actually also. One other thing that happened this week was I'm filming a video next week. And for a long time, we planned on when the video comes out, it'll make more sense than what I'm explaining right now. But. There was going to be a lot of different... I wasn't going to actually be in the video, and it was going to be a lot of different people just, like, lip-syncing to my song. Uh, and it was going to be, like, a funny little thing, but because of lots of circumstances and things that were happening, it just turned out that, like, oh, gosh, I think I'm going to have to be the person doing all of these actions, being what were different characters. I'm just going to have to be playing all the roles. It's very Eddie Murphy's Nutty Professor. <laughs> like, I, it's I'm very, very excited for that. As someone who has... 
had a project where they played multiple different characters. <laughs> it's really fun. It will be interesting. I'm just gonna have to really throw myself into the roles, I guess, because you know I'm I'm, I'm a little shy. If you need an acting coach, oh. I'm available. Oh, all right. Well, maybe. Hey, if if you're available Sunday and Monday, that's when we're filming. So uh, Sunday during the day, yeah. Then okay. I go to work, and then Monday I'm free all day, girl. Perfect. Yes, oh I'm. God. I'm taking Monday off. Oh my god! I know, but then the issue is, I like was so excited to not be in the video because I'm like, oh, I can eat whatever I want. I'm not gonna be on screen or on oh, camera no. in a minute. Now you got those big weights. I know. Now I got. Now I have to use those big now weights all week, and weights. I can't eat anything I want to eat all week. So. I'm so sorry. It's very sad. I but. saw you had that yogurt in that living room. Hey, the yogurt's that's, good. That's your last meal. I mean, no, yogurts are <laughs> fine. Yogurt have, has protein in it. It's okay, but I can't. You know, I have those. I have some cinnamon rolls just sitting in the fridge, and I'm like, oh, then. I'll take them off. No, they'll be good the week after. Oh, so. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to share? You look like you're investigating something right now. I am uh, because we're about to talk about the most oh. important <laughs> thing on the planet, the I, Oscar nomination. Yes. So let's just jump right in right after we recorded the podcast the next morning at like 5 a.m. Matt Steele was up and Adam ready to hear about the uh, 93rd uh, Oscars nomination. I was up. I wasn't Adam. <laughs> Excuse me. I shouldn't I shouldn't give you Adam. You were just up. Yeah. You I was up. just I was just up. Every year I take a selfie. Um uh, when I'm like watching the Oscar nominations you post at like five, it? no, I don't post. Oh, I was gonna it, say, can, never but seen I just one. like do it to have it in my phone so I can like scroll back and be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it's just me at my ugliest. I love it. Yeah. So, how did you feel about the Oscar nominations? They're a great bunch of nominees, I like, like and it. it's some. Everyone is kind of in agreement. Like all the the film people, the award show people are all kind of in agreement. Like. Every year, you know, the Oscar nominations come out and mm-hmm. a lot of upsetting things happen. A lot of people are really upset about them and people are screaming on the Internet. These are the worst Oscar nominations ever. And this year, everyone is like, you know what? Yeah, these are fine. Like, these are fu- like these are really good. Like stuff we wanted to happen really happened. I think the only super huge disappointment that people had were a lot of people were kind of hoping that Delroy Linda would get in for leading actor. And mm. um, he didn't. OK, I think that was kind of like the only like hopeful thing that uh, people were disappointed by. Mm. A lot of other things, like a lot of great nominations. I mean, there's like some record-breaking nominations. We have more Asian acting nominees than the Academy's ever had. Wow. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's... Who, who are you rooting for for Best Picture? Oh, my... I mean, who are you rooting for for the big categories? I want to know all. I, I don't... Because the thing is, like, I feel like... I like all the nominees. I think my top three are Promising Young Woman, Minari, and Nomadland. Okay. I think those are like my personal top three yes. in terms of um, best picture. Will you be upset I, if something wins in best picture? Like, is there one that you're like, just not that? No, I, I, Nomadland is winning best picture. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. It's, I, it's, I think Nomadland, nothing else is going to be. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, so it's pointless to talk about. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there are also like some other really amazing surprises, like, uh, Thomas Vinterberg mm. in director for another round. Mm. That was kind of a slot that people were either expecting to go to Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago Seven or Regina King for um, Oh yeah, uh, One Night in Miami. And the fact that it went to this Danish movie was really amazing. Now that's like another movie I have to see, and I'm kind of excited to see it because the plot sounds really fun. Okay, <laughs> it's about a group of guys who like try who they just they find out that apparently like people function best at like point zero five percent or point five percent alcohol. Oh. Blood rate, okay, or whatever it's called, yeah. Um, and so they all like perform an experiment where they drink a certain amount every single day and then they slowly become alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> the 
That's so stupid. I know. I love it. I'm really excited to. So dumb. I'm really, really excited oh to watch it. Um, yeah, no. I uh, another big shocker was Lakeith Stanfield in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah getting mm. in for supporting actor. Amazing. Um, it's crazy that both he and Daniel Kaluuya are supporting actor because it's like who's the leading actor? In the Lakeith film? is the okay. leading actor. <laughs> um, I, I think they were sort of marketing as just like uh, I think they like submitted him for lead, but I think actual Academy voters. Um, still just like put him in support and kind of like a Kate Winslet in the reader situation mm. where she in back in like you know 2008 2009 yeah uh, they were like we're submitting her for supporting supporting and then they just like we're just like no she's the lead one of the only um, things I remember about any Oscars telecast is Hugh Jackman in the introduction of that award ceremony being like the reader no one's seen the reader <laughs> I don't know why that stuck with me. But because like, it was really funny. <laughs> that's the only thing I know, but sorry. But like the funny thing about it was like it was a style of music that was like so random to <laughs> attach with the reader. <laughs> I know. I love um, it. Yeah. What else? I I, I mean, I I'm excited that Leslie Ozum Jr. got nominated. Not that I've seen One Night in Miami, but like I love I love him. He's got such a lovely voice. He's a Tony Award winner. Yeah. You know, he'd be halfway to any god at that point. Oh, wait, three-fourths away? Did he win an Emmy for Hamilton? Did that win an Emmy? N- no, that- uh, he did win a Grammy, though, because oh. Hamilton won Best oh, Cast so- And when you're like a cast member in the show that wins the Grammy, then you all get oh. a Grammy. Is, he, is there a possibility that he wins in that category? Um, I mean, honestly, like now that Lakeith Stanfield was nominated, oh, it could be splitting the vote. It could split the vote between him and Daniel Kaluuya. Mm. I think Leslie Odom Jr. does stand a little bit more of a chance than he did like this time three weeks ago. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, I would say. Um, I don't know. I I'm trying to think of like what else like was a surprise nomination. Hold on, the website I'm on has a bunch of ads popping up, so it's kind of hard to. To see a bunch of stuff, but no, I, I think it's very exciting. Um, Stephen uh, Yun, who was is the first Asian American man nominated in leading actor. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, there's uh, two Asian men nominated in leading actor because Riz Ahmed, I believe he's British. I believe he's yeah. from England, but he's of uh, Indian descent, yes. so he's also nominated in leading actor. Okay. So that is very record breaking. Um, of course, um, in supporting actress. There is uh, uh, Yoo Jung Yoon mm. for Minari as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think it's a really wonderful bunch of nominees. And I think what's so exciting about this year is because of the COVID of it all. Yeah. Um, a lot of movies were like sort of the big, big budget movies were like sort of pushed back to this year. Yes. So a lot of the very smaller budget movies were able to really shine in the awards. That's and are, amazing. Are now, like all the best picture nominees, like I'm trying to think what the highest budget one is. Wow. Like, I off of my head, I would guess that it's Mang. Yeah, just because you know David Fincher and like mm-hmm. the actors involved and everything, I would assume that it's Mang. But still, like, it's not like super super crazy high budget movies were getting nominated. Like, like I think Minari's budget was two million. I think wow. Nomadland's budget was five million, and those are like the two front runners. Wow, I think Promising Young Woman. That budget's like not super high. I think that's under ten million, maybe. That's exciting. So I think it's a, a wonderful time, and I'm I'm so happy that the Academy seems to be embracing these smaller right. movies, more like intimate. I, I think more intimate movies. I think it's it's really wonderful, and you can definitely see a change in uh, you know ever since the Academy sort of started trying to diversify the mm. membership. You're seeing a lot more like actors of color being nominated. Like I think this is a record for most actors of color. I love it. Maybe that'll you know happen with the Golden Globes whenever they 
start having when, when they get that one that one that one non-black member. Yes, one black member no they have many non-white members but just no, no black, no black members. okay good yes. that's even worse <laughs> <laughs> so they have Oscars have come out and said this I guess just today or a few days ago that, the, that there will be no zoom appearances and that there's like a dress code and um sounds like nominees will be pre-recording short videos about the nom- what the nominations mean to them which may be aired during the show they're treating the Oscars like quote-unquote an action movie set COVID testing on site quarantine plans for those traveling in advance, blah, blah, blah. And then there are a bunch of rules about what winners should say in their acceptance speeches. Does that happen every year? I did not see that. Oh, yeah. This is an article from Variety that says that there are rules that you have to make it personal in your (laughs) speech. (laughs) I'm like, wow. There's a lot of, it seems like a lot of rules, but I guess it's the COVID of it all. But like how that plays into what you should say in your acceptance speech seems odd. I mean, I guess they're just saying don't make it boring. Hmm. And they're, they're saying there's a dress code. Formal is totally cool if you want to go there, but casual is really not. So I think they watched the that, Golden Globes and saw uh, Jason Sudeikis and was just like, we're not doing that. Gotcha. <laughs> we're not <Okay>. doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that they're having some, I, I believe at the on the nominations day, they were like, oh, we're having it at both the Dolby Theater, which is where it's always at, and mm. uh, I forget where. I think in downtown LA, like the, the train station maybe. Okay. I don't know. I forget. But um, so it seems like two locations. Right. One of them is an outdoor venue. The other one is the big indoor venue. I am assuming the outdoor venue is where the smaller awards will <laughs> <laughs> like that's where the live action short nominees will go, right. maybe. Um, I know, but that's just me speculating. Uh, but I also know that as far as like invites go, the only people who are allowed to attend are the mm. nominees. They're one guest. They're allowed to get one guest okay. and the presenters. Oh, all right. I mean, that's that makes sense. Seems safe to me. Seems pretty safe. Seems safe I'm to t- me. And, you know, it's over a month from now, so by then a lot more people will be vaccinated yes. and and numbers will have gone down and everything yes. and you know hey if if the grammys can do it then the oscars uh, can the oscars do can it. do it the oscars can do it um i don't know if this happened last week but i believe it did rena sawayama officially was nominated for a brit award after they changed the rules mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's nominated for a rising star and also she has a cover an impromptu cover of avril lavigne's i'm with you that she has performed uh and i think she's just performing it um, just impromptu, not like a really official performance, but I still need to watch it because do I love anything more than Rina Sawayama and I'm With You by Avril Lavigne? I don't think I so. Think that sounds like a perfect combo. It really is what I'm looking for. Um, in other news, Elliot Page is on the cover of Time Magazine. Big quote, I'm fully who I am, actor Elliot Page in the fight for trans equality. Uh, and we were discussing the images. What did you think? I mean, it, it, it's very... Boyish image. Like yes. it's, it's it's very much just like I'm just gonna wear a sweat. I know it really I'm feels. I'm just gonna wear some jeans. Yes, like it's not like glamorous. No, like it's very much just like yeah. I know it feels like if I were going to be on the cover of Time Magazine, I would want stylists and you know people, anyone around that can make me look as good as possible. I imagine Time hired all of those people. There were stylists and the hair people, and he was just like, you know what, I wore this. <laughs> this is who I am, and they're like, oh. Oh, okay, great. Because he just looks very, you know, he looks like he wouldn't be allowed at the Oscars. That's what he looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, good for him. Obviously, there's a huge, more important things are happening besides the pictures. But it just is so funny because it's just so like... Oh, you're just such a boy. <laughs> you're just you're such, such, a, you're a, such boy. a boy about it. Like yes. I, it's it's fun. Like um, uh, my friend who's tr- a transgender guy. He's he's always just like, yeah, I, I cut my own hair, and mm. to me, that's like, oh my god. <laughs> And I'm just like, why don't you like go to the like you know a cheap like barber? Yeah, and he's just like, 
no, I can do it myself. And it's like, ah, <laughs> I, know, I love it. And I'm just like, you're such a boy. He's such a boy. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, I, I mean, it's amazing for him. Yes. It's, it's obviously like such a huge moment. Yeah. Is he the first transgender man on like the cover of time? Oh, I don't know that. Like that. Um, I'm not sure of that. It does not say it, it's, but this is his first interview since coming out as trans. Um, and Elliot talks about family acceptance, surgery, privilege, and pride. He says, my privilege has allowed me to have resources to get through and to be where I am today. And of course, I want to use that privilege and platform to help in the ways that I can. So it seems like uh, apparently it says in the article that his team has gotten a lot of interest in new roles for him. But besides the third season of The Umbrella Academy, which is currently filming, no details on his upcoming projects are shared. But apparently it's a fantastic article. I've not given it a complete deep dive, but I, you know what? We love him. We're excited for him. And, you know, if he wants to dress down on the cover of Time, hey. I mean, it's the very Gen guess. Z. It's a very Gen Z look. That's true. That's true. You know, he that's has to use. We have to do that when we get on TikTok. That's how we have to dress. Oh, my God. I, I'm going to have to borrow his sweatshirt. I know. Because we're like, oh, everything we have is too tight. We're doing baggy now. And like, I know, like, bag. And just, like, you know, just, like, plain. Like, yeah. Like, uh, it seems like a navy blue totally. sweatshirt. And just, like, you know, pants. Just regular, just basic loose, yeah, jeans. relaxed so, fit. Flat, relaxed fit. I know, and <laughs> Do I'm you like, remember those days. I mean, I'm seeing those days right in front of me. <laughs> I wow. feel like that's the, that's what the TikTok kids are doing. So, I mean, Elliot is at the forefront of the TikTok I, generation. I mean, clearly, I guess so. I guess so. Um, the new trailer for In the Heights came out. Uh, which it feels like it, the old trailer came out this time last year, so it makes sense. They're like, okay, it's actually going to come out the now. Yeah, looks great. It also, I feel like. I'm just now realizing maybe I'm late to the party. Anthony Ramos is really attractive. Yeah, he's very cute. I don't know why I missed that until just I've been looking at him oh, I'm so since sorry. the Hamilton days. You know, just, I've been looking at <laughs> you. You know, I've been looking at you. I've been looking at you and I've decided. Attractive. Very attractive, <laughs> and I just I don't know why I missed it. I don't know why, but well, that you know, was... he's he's grown. He's become you know an, an older man before our That's eyes. That's true. That's like true. I feel like when he's you know started off in Hamilton, he was felt like a lot younger. Yeah, I think he's. I'm like two years younger than me. Maybe? Okay, I forget. Well, I don't now, know. now he looks more adult. Hey, and I still look so young. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> so yes, in the Heights trailer coming out. Something else that is coming out very soon. Uh, Demi Lovato's seventh album, which I was like seventh album. Se- seven albums. She has seven, al- and it's like I remember being. I guess I was in high school. I must maybe early college or late high school. One of the two. But I was like. Oh, this! I just was like, oh, I don't care about Disney, don't care about Camp Rock, don't care about any of this. But then I heard a song of hers called "Don't Forget." I'm like, oh, this girl can sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, this girl can really sing. So that was a long time ago now. But seventh does shock me. Where she looks, have you seen the cover? She looks like fully Casey Musgraves on the cover. Oh, that is that is uh, <laughs> one of the animated Casey Musgraves videos uh, from Golden Hour on Spotify. Exactly, <laughs> like it literally is that, images. and it's like honestly, I love it, and I think it's great also because it's like. She has since chopped all of her hair off. I don't know if that's a wig or what, but mm. it's like she's given the long hair one last go. And uh, the album entitled Dancing with the Devil, colon, The Art of Starting Over, which is like very Mariah. <laughs> I like I'm looking at the image of like all the different covers, like yes. the different colors and everything. Yes, I'm it's really pretty. Into it. So is the official one the green one? Uh, yes, or? I think that is the like Wikipedia article, like main cover. Okay. Uh, but it has 19 tracks. Oh, I, wow. my God, I know, right? It features collaborations, I believe, with um, Ariana Grande. Okay. And Saweetie, who is a female rapper as well. Uh, and I believe another, oh, and Noah Cyrus, actually, I believe is featured on the album. Okay, cool. Um, and it obviously is coming in conjunction with her new three part, I think it's three part YouTube series, Dancing with the Devil, in which she goes into detail about what happened in 2018 when she OD'd and all of, um, 
how she got there and what her sobriety journey looks like now. It's I believe she has a song on the album called California Sober, where she talks about how she is kind of sober, but still drinks sometimes and, and mm-hmm. you know, smokes weed sometimes, which you know what? Not a, an alcoholic or a, an addict myself, so I'm not one to judge. It's just not what you usually hear. When you hear about people being sober, it doesn't seem like that is what works for her. She seems to feel like if she is stone cold sober, that's when she goes to the hard stuff. I think that's the quote she has. So, you know what? Whatever gets her through it things, because it's like someone that you've seen have these struggles for so long. is just such a reminder that addiction is a lifelong thing and whatever can keep her on the straight and narrow. I support. But hey, okay. I'm excited about the music. I mean, the cover looks great. The cover looks great, and I think a couple of the songs have uh, come out, um, just like in pre-releases, and they seem they seem good. But I'm ready to hear the whole story on YouTube and on her album. So okay, let's go. I mean, it's probably going to be a very emotional album. Oh my god! So and I'm, April second's not a world away. So oh, it's not. No, it's not. So. I won't even be like in my. What's it called? I'll still be in my like two week window mm, after the second vaccination. Wow. I will be free by then. I love that that's like your, the way you think about time in the future is just like, am I in the window? Have I gotten the second <laughs> shot? Like vaccine first. <laughs> like yes. that's the only thought process. Okay, April sixth when I'm allowed to venture out. Oh, I mean, the thing is, like, I I go out. Like I go I outside. Know. Now, but I, you go outside. It's just but like, like a different. It, it feels different. It'll feel different. I and mean, then, when it happens, it'll probably feel the same. <laughs> and then at some point, though, it'll be like, oh, we have other friends who are out of their two week window and we can like go see them. I know. And I guess the CDC says if you're going to one household that if you are fully vaccinated and the person is unvaccinated, that's still fine, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. So it's like you can go to an unvaccinated person's house. Wow. And like close the door. Close the door. I know. This oh is all God. sounds insane, but the CDC says I go by the CDC. That's that my means like We can like shout and scream. And I know. Won't, we won't wake the neighbors. I mean, it's crazy. So <laughs> it's just the world's changing before us. And I think that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, I just need to discuss if there are any bachelor people in the audience and the listenership. This Matt James season. And like the thing is, it always was bad because he was not a great bachelor. He was very boring. The end of this season is one of the most depressing and like least fun ends of a bachelor or bachelorette season I've ever seen because I told you that the girl that there was a girl who was a racist and like went to an antebellum party or whatever and posted mm-hmm. pictures of like her, you know, pre-civil war garb or whatever and I was like I think he picks her because of the way that they're responding to it. He did pick her. Mm-hmm. He has since dumped her since mm-hmm. this all became public. So they sat down next to each other awkwardly and he basically was like, this isn't what I came on the show to do. I didn't like the fact that she did this and didn't think it was a problem made me realize that like maybe she didn't know what like she wasn't. She has work to do that I need to not be a part of. Mm-hmm. And like that should be her journey. And honestly, as much as I don't like Matt as a lead of The Bachelor, that's the most sensible decision he's made the entire time. It's a very sensible decision. Just like we're not. They didn't even get engaged at the end of it because he's like, I, my parents got divorced and it was a whole traumatic thing for me. So let's get to know each other. Let's just keep dating and stay together. And then it's like, fine. If she's done something that you find reprehensible and racist and you don't feel comfortable continuing to be with her, dump her. That's totally fine. The Bachelor Nation commenters. Oh, no. Are all like you could have taught her you should have led her to the right side if you really loved her like you said you did you work through things good bad and ugly and it's like are you fucking kidding me with That's, this that it's no dis- it's honestly every time the bachelor the reason the bachelor will never get 
anything right when it comes to race is because you have cultivated a fan base that just does not get it and willfully doesn't. Well, and also you've cultivated a fan base that like actually believes that all of this is real. Yeah. That believes that like they actually like love each other. (laughs) You cut this show so much to make Rachel look so perfect and so prim and proper. And like, it's like you are so clearly crafting characters and narratives for all the people in the show just depending on what you want the season to be that like there she looked so wonderful on the show then this stuff happens that people don't see and he dumps her over it because it's legitimate and they just are so like oh but no you should forgive her she was such an angel all through the show she loved you so much you go through the good and bad and the ugly and you should just stay it's like no he does not have to do that it's not his responsibility to teach her about racism and the fact that like people believe the narratives they see just like on the show, oh, the they edited show. Do. That's why I love Big Brother. Because <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, they could edit them to look a certain way, but like the people who watch the feeds know, know. what they are like. Yes. Yes. So we need feeds. We need bachelor fucking. You feeds. need feeds. Every reality show <laughs> needs to be filmed in real time and have twenty four hour feeds. Hey, I that, believe that. I'm telling you. Oh gosh! Well, oh, and more depressing news. <laughs> and more and I'm like, oh, I forgot. Did you see that that happened? Yeah. That it has been confirmed that I believe the LAPD is investigating Army Hammer, uh, a woman behind the Instagram account House of Effie, has come forward with her attorney, uh, and she is accusing Army Hammer of a violent rape that occurred in 2017. I thought he was going to kill me. Effie said through tears in a press conference. So, I mean, I won't go too far into it and give the details just because there's no reason to just traumatize our audience. But it's just as basically the shit has hit the fan mm-hmm. and all this. Like, I feel like there's always been like, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. There's going to be a thing that's coming out about Army Hammer. Like all of these little things are going to become a big thing. And like, this is the big thing. And it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we were very much like there's probably something. Yes, because because he was so quickly dropped. He was dropped by all his people. Anyone who was engaged with uh, him in a working capacity. It's just they were so gone that I was like, oh, something bad's going to happen here. Uh, I I hope she's okay. And um, it's just it's just depressing and scary. And like, was he married still at that time? If this happened in 2017? I don't know. I feel like his divorce was pretty recent. Yeah. So I feel like he was. It just um, army hammer is maintaining that everything was consensual. It seems like there's going to be a lot of back and forth in the courtroom, a lot of showing of texts and, you know, different uh, interactions. And um, it just, it just, just as sad. It's just sad and gross and this poor woman, but hopefully justice is served. And uh, yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) trying to think of anything else that's more fun. Uh, Well, Zayn Malik has said that uh, Niall is his favorite One Direction member. I saw that. He's not even going to pick himself. (laughs) Well, I think they asked who of the other ones is your favorite. (laughs) I would be like, me, bitch. I'm the only one. But then they did ask, what about, like, do you think his, his, he was like, I like Niall the best. I think his music's the best. Like, you can use that for your headline. That'll be great. And, (laughs) because he knows. And then they were like, do you think his music better than your music and I was like eh, yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah, so wait I've, I haven't heard any of Niall's music is it good I, I think so I feel like I've heard some of it he does a collaboration with Julia Michaels it's very like acoustic guitar yeah, I like that song. cheering kind of stuff so it's yeah it's, it's fine I don't think it's bad okay well um and then lastly I don't know if this is actually going to come to pass because again I don't know if Britney can agree to this but there is now a report in Harper's Bazaar that she is considering a tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey 
if it happens, I will be there front row. Oh, I will be I, requesting off. Of oh, my God. The, even if week. It, honestly, even if it happens in the evening, even if it happens at like 9 p.m. at night during the week or on a weekend, I'll be like, I need time off of work. Oh, if it happens at five o'clock <laughs> in the morning, like the same time as yes. like the Oscar nominations. It's like I will, I will be, be up. waking up. Yes. There will be no selfies on me, though. <laughs> no. Because my, my face will just be like. <gasps> I just, I mean, I hope if she has the ability to say uh, yes to this interview, oh, my, I, I will be breathless in front of the television screen. Oh, Truly. yeah. And it better be five hours long. Oh, I mean, how could it not be? It better not be like, oh, here's an hour special. And like, no. to see bonus like things. Like, no. Tune in online. It's well, like, the, the Harry and Meghan was, I think, two hours. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to be at least like two for at Brittany. Least, at, at least six least. hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I meant sex. It yes, should be at least six hours. It, it should be nine hours, one for each oh, era. Oh, my queen. Um, well, I mean, I hope it happens. I hope she gets to tell her story. It sounds like she just doesn't like other people telling her story, which is fine, which is fine and fair. And if that means we're going to get it from Brittany, I would rather that than getting all these like every streamer has a Brittany doc. Like, I don't yes. need that. I, I imagine she like saw that Netflix thing and was just like, oh, no. It's like, no, I don't need this. No. I would rather just tell my story. And yes. put a, you know, because then there's no need for any other discussion there's no need for anyone else to do a documentary about it because it's just britney will tell you and i i want oprah there oh of course i want i want other powerful people there yes like who else could possibly i don't i mean we i want people in britney camp that we trust but those people are so few and far. i want uh, to see a reunion with her and felicia and i want oh, felicia. I she, know, was so sweet she was so sweet <laughs> she was so sweet and then i want i think jamie lynn we like still but i feel like there was a weird moment where we weren't sure about her but i think she's good like Jamie Lynn. Okay, do you think like in the middle of the interview they'll do a like a rendition nope. of that chilling? Mm-mm, no, chill? I don't want you to even mention that song. <laughs> it's like, and now we're gonna have a, a musical performance. No, no. <laughs> if the interview was inner, like can't. if there were musical performances like throughout the interview, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> if Chilling with Chew is never mentioned <laughs> ever, because I can't have. We're that. re-releasing Chilling with Chew. We're guys. releasing Britney Jean. <laughs> it's like, oh no, we can't can't engage in that. Um, so is there any other news for the week that I didn't discuss that you want to talk about with the people? No, it's nothing. Nothing but nothing but Oscar noms. All right, Oscar noms it is. Well, let's take a quick break and be back with more Two Game Mats podcast. Enable those tracks. All right. All right. All right. The tracks are enabled. Yes. No one knows what we're talking about. That's fine. We're watching the, <laughs> the software flash before us saying enable the audio tracks. Um, so this is email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. Mm. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Uh, we actually got two questions about oh. uh, TV. Okay. Yes. So first one is from Bruno. Bruno says, hi, Matt. How are you? Hi, Bruno. We're doing well. Uh, so I've been rewatching my favorite TV shows lately. I rewatched Happy Endings three times this past January, and Iconic. I just finished rewatching my favorite show of all times, Ugly Betty. I mean, not to go dark, but given the state of the world, it's if it's comforting going back to a story that I know how it ends, mm. even though I don't like the way both these shows ended, canceled <laughs> by NBC. Yeah. Anyway, it's great having someone- NBC or ABC? Or sorry, ABC. Yeah. Oh my God, that's what I <laughs> like. The word I mispronounce is like three letters <laughs> in this email. Uh, anyway, it's great having something that you can always go back to. But I guess my question is what are your comfort TV shows or favorite things to escape real world problems? P.S. I'm with you, Matt Steele. I live in Brazil and manage to watch The View every day. LOL. <laughs> I love it. Congratulations, Bruno. Bruno's got taste. Uh, I. Have an overlap with you, Bruno, because Happy Endings is definitely one of my shows that I just rewatched because I I am 
the king of rewatching. Like truly, it's like pulling teeth watching new non Bravo reality show television for me because I'm just like I have the shows. Like the shows that I need have been made. I watch them. They are happy endings. Is definitely up there. Thirty Rock is a big and I, the thing is I also do this I like to do it right before bed like mm-hmm. I like to like be in bed while I watch it and like then you can fall asleep being like I know what's gonna happen but I like that they're here with me as I'm falling asleep you know it's beautiful it's like they're talking you in exactly I need a little talk and then uh, also Friends is on that list because you have 10 seasons of Friends right now I'm doing that that's what I'm watching before bed we're on season 5 Emily and Ross just got a divorce because oh, no. he said Rachel at the wedding and he Ooh. meant to say Emily and that was tough for Emily to deal I with. hate it when that happens I know we've all been there that oh. was such a God. great finale, though. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my my go tos. What about you? Like Do you have comfort a- shows? Yes. The comfort shows I have, besides you know, like the Golden Girls, which is was just always like on my TV, like playing in loop uh, yeah. as a child. Um, and whenever I go home, that's just always playing on my television. Yes. Um, but like as far as my comfort shows, that if I'm just like I have nothing to do tonight, I think I'm going to do something. It's always binging a season of Top Model. Yes, you love a Top Model. Or binging a Project Runway. Mm. Like one of those two. For some reason, they just make me feel like at home I love and just relaxed because I know what's going to happen. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch cycle five. Uh, Nicole's going to win <laughs> her little all American Midwestern charm is going to get him. Wow. Can you name all don't, but can <laughs> <laughs> I want a yes or no. <laughs> can you name all the top model winners? As a proud American? Of course I can. All of them. I <laughs> yes, love it. Of course I can. There's only 23. Uh, all right. Well, good. 22, I forget. Right. Was, <laughs> was Niall the last season? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, oh, actually, no. I can't name the ones after Niall. Okay. I'm sorry. So I can't officially name all of them. That's why I know there was like the season with like Rita Ora and everything. Mm, I can't. You're like, that no, I No, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do I that. Didn't, I mean, because like the Niall season was supposed to be the last right. one. And then they it, brought it back. They brought it back. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch no. this. I know I will eventually watch it. Yes. Like, five years from now, I'm going to be like, you know what? I need to check this out. And then I will be able to name all of them. Yes. But, but yeah, up, I can name them all up until Niall. All right. That's fair. Yeah. So What's the next question? The next question. Hold on. Let me pull it back up mm. for a second. So this is from Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Gigi says, hi, guys. I hope you are doing well. This podcast and your channel has been keeping me sane. Thank you so, so much. Anyway, I was perusing YouTube and came across a video of Rina Sawayama singing Excess to the music of Britney's Toxic. Wow. Apparently, Rina noticed it and liked it. Have you guys seen it? It's great. And she sent us a link. But her question is, also, if you guys could star on any show from the 90s or early 2000s, what would they be? Hope you guys oh. are having a great week, GG. Any TV show? Yeah. What would you choose? When I was a little boy. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was desperate mm. to be in the Nickelodeon show Animorphs. <laughs> like what? I oh my god, I wanted to be in Animorphs so bad. And that there's is not so a, random. there's not a character for me. Um because like there was no character that fit my description in the mm, books and everything. So yeah. but I was just like, oh I would love to be on this show. Why Animorphs? Why not all that? I feel like that was that's more of a like, oh I'm gonna be a comic like child. Yeah. yeah. I think I I mean let, let's get real. Like I would have been happy to be on any Nickelodeon right. show or any show at the time. Like any show. Um but no for some reason like I remember vividly being a little kid and being like I want to be mm. on Animorphs. Right. Because I was so excited because uh, at the time I was in like fifth grade mm. and Animorphs were very big. Yes. And so it I was had like all those really books. Cool. Of course. Like I had all those books. Didn't yeah. read one of them. 
<laughs> I, I I would like start reading one and yeah. then like you know I was I wasn't the biggest reader as a child. I read a few. I didn't. As, read as all you can see, I I miss I miss uh, spoke when I had to read ABC. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's because you didn't read those animorphs. It's because I didn't read those you know young those uh, children's books. Totally. Um, I had one, but now I've just forgotten. Oh, I wanted to be in the real world. I was like, oh, I want to go in the real world. Like oh, I, I mean, yeah. so want to be in that house and meet all those people and have those experiences. And now you rewatch it. It's like, man, they weren't doing anything. They weren't doing <laughs> they anything. Weren't doing anything. Yeah. But I loved that show. I loved watching every second. And I was just like, I just know that's my destiny. I'm going to be on that show when I'm in my early 20s. And I wasn't. And, well, Very you, you got was a call not. back. I did get a call back. You got a call back. I did get a call back. And, and you know what? It's still going on. So never say never. <laughs> That's true. If ever they need like a 35 year old season, I'll be there. Yeah. I was always like, because, uh, you know, I got very into real world literally like two years after Animorphs. Puberty struck real quick. <laughs> um, and I always remember being like, I love watching this. I have no interest in being really Because I was always like, these aren't people I would get along with. <laughs> these are people I enjoy watching. But right. I don't, not that I wouldn't get along with them, but it's like, I feel like I wouldn't really want to do anything with them because I was mm. never like, ooh, I want to go out with right. them. Like, I was never interested in that right. as a kid. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like the going out. It was just the interpersonal relationships, the talking, the yes. hanging out of the house. That's all they cared about. That's all I cared about. The interpersonal relationships. Yes. The sociological development of the character. This is why I try to explain why reality TV is amazing. It's because that's the best part. Just oh. seeing how people interact like, with one another. Like different people from different parts of the world interacting yes. with each other and like meeting each other. Brilliant. It's amazing. I want to watch it every time. Yeah. So Matt Steele, I have a question yeah, for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments this week? Well, first of all, I want to amend something that I said in the Oscar nomination section. Okay. Well, here we go. Yes. Riz Ahmed is British, but he's not of Indian descent. He's of Pakistani descent. Okay. I was thinking of ben, Sir Ben Kingsley, who's of British, who's British, but oh. also of uh, Indian descent. Yes. I, I confuse them. I'm so sorry to okay. Riz Ahmed, who is an avid listener of the two. Oh Game my Ads God. Podcast. He's a huge stan. Well, hey, if he's listening, like girl, I'm single. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's straight. <laughs> but I mean, like, not, not for long. Is he married? Oh, maybe. Probably. With that face, he's married. He's married, yeah. <laughs> That's a married face. I know. But he's also very talented. And like, you know, I need a hot, talented husband. What? Is he uh, Sound of Metal? Sound of Metal. Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. All right. Paul Racy, very excited for that nomination as well. Anyway, here's <laughs> what was giving me moments this week. Yes. Um. So Friday night, when Matt Palmer was away at his boyfriend Jackson's, yes. I did a double feature movie night. Oh. Uh, because there are very few movies that I have left to see mm. for this year. You know, Oscar season. Yes. And one of those is Borat's subsequent movie film. Oh, I saw that search on one of our things. It was like still in the search that you yeah. looked it up. And because I had never seen the first Borat. Did you watch them both? I watched them both wow. in one night because when I was uh, in college is when the first Borat came out and I watched all of the sketches and I was so excited to see Borat and I just like never got around to seeing it. <laughs> And, and so I was like, well, since, you know, this sequel came out and I have to watch it because I have to, you know, vote for the SAG Awards. Yes. You know, I have to do my duty and vote. Um, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to watch the first one. I'm not just going to watch the second one. So I did a double feature. And like mind blowing does not begin to describe wow. these movies. Like wow. just not just for, you know, how funny they are yeah. and how talented, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen is and Maria Bakalova is mm. in the second one. Yeah. Like, my God, the fact that she, like her nomination is an excellent nomination. Really? Oh, my God. She is so great in the wow. sequel. Like so funny. Um, but like just as someone who has produced a movie before. Mm. The logistics of how these movies must have been made right. and how like 
you know, it's basically Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Bakalova in the sequel, you know, interacting with all these random people who have no idea that they're going to be in a movie and just somehow like getting footage for that and creating a, a story arc for Mm. that. And, and just, it just must be a logistics nightmare because like of how much money must be spent on going to all these different events, getting the protection that they need, mm. like, or like the insurance costs in case someone murders Sasha. <laughs> Baron Cohen. And I know in the second one, he went to like this Trump rally with a lot of QAnon people. Oh God. I, think at, I was reading at uh, this rally, like they apparently found out after a period of time that it was him and everything. And they like chased him down and like, were threatening like all that's not in the movie, stuff. is it? No, that's not in the movie. Okay. But, like, just I think like in the first movie like and in the second movie the police were called on him like so many times like over a hundred times like it it just must be insane trying to produce all of it but yeah like these movies are so excellent and it's like they're kind of genreless right you don't know how to describe it because he's like the only person doing it like it's it's brilliant and the way he improvs with people but yet can and can still make such a compelling story arc mm. in these movies is so amazing. The second movie definitely had more of a story arc. Yeah. It's a, a brilliant plot, uh, quite like the almost as brilliant as the five guys like becoming alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like Borat uh, goes back to America to mm. sell his daughter to Mike Pence <laughs> because he finds out that like Mike Pence likes little, little girls or like associates with people who like, you know, likes little girls and Maria Bakalova plays his like 15 year old daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just nuts. And there's this like beautiful scene where he sends Maria Bakalova to a professional babysitter mm. And she's talking about how like her dad's going to buy her like breast implants and everything. And this babysitter like is dropping her off at like the um, plastic surgeon's place and like talks her out of getting this plastic surgery. And like this babysitter is just the sweetest woman ever. And it's just such a moving moment because it's so genuine. It's it's like both moving and hilarious. It's. It's just wild. Like, what, if you can, if you have three hours to spare, like, they're not that long. The yeah. first movie's an hour and 25 minutes, wow. I think. The second one's, like, an hour and a half. If you have some time to spare and, like, watch them both. Are they both on Amazon Prime? Uh, they are both on Amazon. Okay. I think only the sequel is the free one. Oh, okay. I think the first one you can get for free if you're, like, an advanced, like, Prime mm, member or something. Okay. But I, I rented. I okay. rented the first one, and I watched the screener of... Um, the sequel and it's just it's just so impressive he had to in the second one he um, and this is after like all of like COVID is happening Mm. like they're filming and everything which is crazy and he meets up with these two guys um, and like goes to live with them for five days um, and is like learning all about you know the things they believe in and everything and like improvising with them and essentially like making them look like Crazy people. Of course. Um, but he lived with them for five days and like didn't break character once and like essentially putting himself in so much yeah. danger, like living with strangers to get these like funny, crazy reactions out of them and everything. It's just like Man. I, I can't imagine what like what a lifestyle that I is. Know. Like like I, I, I can't even fathom like being brave enough to do that. Yes. Like he's truly like the bravest human being. I yeah, I, I could never. Good. I mean, I always am. I'm not, 
I think Sasha Baron Cohen's brand of humor is not generally for me, but I've heard so much oh, about Maria Bakalova literally opens up a bottle of beer with her butthole. This is what <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for Meryl Streep to watch that screener and be like, ah, oh, yes. But I, it is impressive, and maybe I should give it a chance. But I just the, the type of humor. Like I remember when Bruno was coming out and seeing the trailers for that and being like, okay, <laughs> like okay, like I get it. I but I, I need to I need to get over my you know, early thoughts of him and give it a try because I mean, I would want to see her performance. Absolutely. Oh, she's phenomenal. Like really, really, really impressive. Like so funny. Wow. And they're so like quick with it. And just her scene with Rudy Giuliani where she like is interviewing him and he thinks it's a real interview and he's like hitting on her and like bringing, I mean, y'all saw in the news how he like brought her to like, the room and everything and she was like undoing his microphone he was like patting her like oh. close to her butt and he was like oh and she's like give me your phone number and everything and it's so gross and at the entire time Sasha Baron Cohen is like hiding in this like hidden compartment in the wall or something to pop out it's nuts oh it's nuts 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 and the like the fact that this Maria Bakalova she's like fresh out of college right and she's like this is like how they find her oh I I think they did a I, I think it was like out of like 600 girls they wow. were just like looking for girls and everything and she sent like a self tape and she didn't know what she was auditioning for mm. and she was like yeah the process of like the stuff they told me to like improv and but they couldn't give me any information on yeah. uh, on it like she was she was like this could be like I'm gonna get sold into like human trafficking <laughs> right. or something right because it's like very weird and I don't know what's going she on she turned out to be an Oscar an nominee Oscar nominee so it's like good for her oh good for her yeah for so her. It's really, really fun, really wild, really yeah. crazy. Yeah. Just like buckle down. And then at the end, it the first words on the screen are just like, now vote. <laughs> because, <laughs> I do love that. Because they put it out right before the election. They right? put it out right before the election. Yeah. Like Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. it was very much like we have to, you know, show all these people and show how Americans like are thinking and everything. Yeah. Um, before the election, yes, and the fact that they were able to like do it like during COVID is just because I I know they started filming before COVID, mm-hmm. uh, but then once COVID happened, they were like, oh, we have to make this a plot, right? Like a part of the plot, and the fact that anyone can like take just random footage and make a plot out of it <laughs> is just so mind. I know you're blown I, away. I am a stickler for this is the script. Yeah. Like the fact that these like Marvel movies like. Are, it's like the movie's coming out tomorrow and they're just like, oh, we're still working on the script. And it's like, wait. I'm I confused. mean, says the cat stand, so. Look. <laughs> like, they were working on that up until the final seconds. Listen, the libretto for Cats was very finished mm. since 1983. All right. Okay? Yes. It's just this special effects are not finished. <laughs> not quite there. Oh, gosh. Well, I also consumed some content that gave me moments. They were emotional moments. I finally got around to watching It's a Sin on HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, which was recommended to us. And I believe I just had an Instagram conversation with Edder, uh, a friend who listens to the podcast. I uh, just chatted with Edder today on Oh, Instagram. my gosh, Edder. Edder was like, uh, send me that Sondheim uh, playlist. All right. Video. And I was like, oh, I'll ask Matt Palmer. But now since you're talking to Edder, you can All right, I guess I'll send it to him. <laughs> but he was like, you have to watch It's a Sin. And I watched it. <sighs> It's five episodes. It's beautiful. It is also in between the heartbreaking moments, which happen every single episode. It is very fun and their relationships together. And like they found a very like they're writing about a very interesting group that they have come up with. It is the basically the rise of AIDS 
uh, in the UK. Like this is happening centered in London and like the outskirts of London. I think uh, the main guy, Richie, who is the lead singer of, uh, well, he actually is years and years. This is unrelated, but the Ali Alexander, who is the actor who plays Richie on the show, is the lead singer or was the lead singer of a band called Years and Years. And the band just put out a uh, press release this week that was basically like, hey, Years and Years is no longer a band. It is Ali's solo project. Oh. Because I think now he's just like a full star at least like i think this is huge in the uk and i guess the other band members they had there are two other straight guys that were in this band and they're no longer a part of it but anyways he i believe this is his first acting performance at least that i have seen he is unbelievable like sometimes you have a musician transition to acting and it's like a bumpier road he is truly unbelievable and also he's supposed to be so young at the beginning and i think he's like mid late 20s but he just like looks like a child just like his building and his his build and his bearing are both very youthful so it works and it's devastating it's also interesting because you see how the aids epidemic looked from a place that's not new york city mm-hmm. so like you're seeing these british people and they're hearing about it and it's weirdly kind of the beginning of COVID-esque. It's Mm -hmm. like, I know there's a sickness that gay men are getting. Some people believe it's real. Some people believe it's fake and that they're just trying to tamp down all of the fun and the, you know, the no strings attached sex that they're able to have. Uh, And people don't know when people actually get the, what they're calling gay cancer at that point, they are like, can I be close to you? Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to catch it if I'm breathing the same air as you? Like, and it just is so sudden how it goes from oh i'm sick oh i feel a little better oh i'm so sick that i'm going back home to wherever my parents live and then and then there's like a a scene uh ali alexander's character richie is an actor and he's sitting down with a casting person who is like uh oh we actually had someone else for this role before you and it was the guy that he had had sex with who it seemed like he was hiv positive and he's Mm -hmm. like oh he, he, he was signed on first, but he went home. And Ollie's like, oh, he couldn't hack it in, in London anymore? He couldn't hack it being an actor? And he's like, no, lots of gay people are going home and they never come back. <sighs> and it's just like terrifying. And of course, they make you fall in love with all the characters. And at the end of, I think there are five episodes, at the end of four of them, people die. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you forget how huge it was and how like it affected truly every gay person like every gay person at that time must have had a friend who died in the most horrific way Mm -hmm. and until like there are certain times where again where they think oh you are you have this gay cancer we don't know how it spreads so we're just going to lock you up in a room with a hospital bed and you cannot leave this room People cannot come and visit you. We will mm-hmm. slide your. We will leave your food outside of your door that you can come pick up and get it. We oh. won't even go inside with you. Like it's just devastating to watch. You see all of the like side effects that I didn't know were side effects of AIDS at the time if it was left untreated, and these people like becoming epileptic and like have like having seizures and like people that you really like. Oh, like I love that guy. Like he's mm-hmm. been so sweet, and they do a really great job of like making like initially a lot of the guys when they would get it would be like don't tell people don't tell people because I'm not a slut like I'm not a slut but then there's one guy who basically the entire time that he's in the picture of the show he 
has one person he looks at like, oh, I'm attracted to you, has sex with no one that you see, that hooks up, like is made fun of for being so virginal, Mm -hmm. and he gets it. Mm -hmm. Because that one person he had had sex with before he had engaged with all these other people had it. And it's just like... It just is. It's just so devastating. It's just like I, 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 I recommend it. It is very good. It is affecting and does what it should do. It's also fun and funny. There are lots of great people of color, uh, a lot of great actors of color who are in the whole thing, and the, and also the performance of Ali Alexander, unbelievable. It's great, but it's just like, man, if I didn't cry after every other one of those fucking episodes, it's oh, just yeah. devastating. Yeah, I think it's also very interesting because, like, you really only, like, hear about AIDS um, in terms of, like, uh, in the homosexual community. Like, all those stories are, like, always told, you know, in... New York or San Francisco. Yes, you know. Yes, all- and that and that was a funny part of the uh, the movie of the series is like when uh, Richie was hooking up with people back home and they're like, "Oh, I thought you lived still on the Isle of Wight." And he's like, "No, I actually live in London." And they would like stop hooking up with him because it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're in a big city." And mm-hmm. they like, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm not American. You're not supposed to hook up with American boys because they mm-hmm. have it." And it's just like, uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how this happened and how it was kept so quiet for so long, even though, the you know, the administration at the time in the U.S. at least knew about it and like how many people fucking died and Rush Limbaugh was laughing. about. It's just like, it all comes together when you're watching these people like tell this story in such a beautiful way. And it's just like, man, that was so fucked up. Yeah. And like, we can't, it's something that like we can't even fathom. No, you, like, I can't. No matter how much, no. like I watch on it like I will never know never you you can't even wrap your head around it it's like one of those things where when people ask oh like what other time period do you wish you lived in it's like this is another reason fucking no other time period (laughs) like as a gay black person nah right now is as good it's also already not great and it's like as good as we're getting in history so I do right now I do 2021 thank y'all 2022 after yes. everyone's vaccinated. <laughs> yes, post vaccine. <laughs> oh, but man, if you should watch it. It's important. You will it will blow your mind. Just get prepared. And I'm not a crier at things. I am not a crier in general. I wept. No, it, he's a fucking bitch, guy. I'm like a fucking he, bitch. He is a mean, horrible I, human being. Uh, you're right. It's either you, unfeeling. The two options are you cry all the time or you're a bitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> those are the only ways to be. Uh, but no, I cried so often and. Uh, they also is a, a girl named Jill involved in it highlights like the importance of like the female caretakers who were close with these gay men at the time and like the important role that they played in you know the the movement and making sure to get the word out about AIDS and that it, what it was and the fact that it was really killing people and we couldn't keep it under wraps like she was a great character to have there and the work that she did and what she represented in, of, of real people was beautiful it just is it's a beautiful beautiful series that will have you in tears so I recommend you watch it if you are ready to cry but also ready to learn it, it's, it's really great it's really great that's beautiful when, how did they film it like when did they film it um, I think it might have been pre-COVID. Wow. Like, I think they might have had this in the can for a minute. Wow. Because I don't think, it didn't look like there were any sort of, like, there were very big party scenes, like, a lot. So I, I don't know how they would yeah. even do that. Yeah, because I was, like, watching a little bit when you were watching in the living room, and I was just like, oh, there's a lot of people here. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, like, I think how it, did they film this? I think it had to be in the can for a minute. But, okay. Um, well, you know. It's great to feel things. Yes, I, I had a similar reaction to Borat. Both of us. <laughs> I'm sure you're I was drunk. Very emotional. Hey, we we felt a lot of emotions. A we felt emotions. a lot of emotions this week. You got me feeling emotions. Hey, deeper than I have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God. Okay. Well, I guess if we, if we, for a, a show we had nothing to talk about, we have gone an hour, so I guess it's time to wrap it up. Girl, it was Oscar nomination week. Of course, it's going to be. I mean, what else do you have to say besides like I'm happy with the nominations? <laughs> I'm like, that's I love fine. It. I'm just excited. All right. Well, I'm excited too. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.